following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are going to talk about scope and scale today, and I really want to jump right in. This is a real live radio show, by the way. It's not just some little podcast off somewhere. This is on Voice America Variety Channel. As you've just heard, it goes to over 170 countries. If you are listening live, you can call in and ask questions if you want or share your experience. You can do that at 1-866-472-5788. 1-866-472-5788. Now, I know from the statistics that we get that most of you are listening uh, in odd times because this show runs several times a day. Uh, over a period of time, and it also goes out to multiple countries and different time zones. So a lot of our followers are people who pick this up and archive. And by the way, all of these shows are archived at uh, millionkids, uh, millionkids.org, that is M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. They're also archived at exploitedcrimes.org. Com, exploitedcrimes.com. Just go in to listen. There's over 50 hours of free human trafficking training. So uh, when I started this show, I started it because I wanted to be free, absolutely free human trafficking training that we can provide to the entire world. And I really want it focused on people who are engaged in first responders, social workers, teachers, educators, Uh, government agencies, leaders, corporate leaders, anybody that really can take this on. So I do want to take a minute and thank the people that have supported this financially. This only happens through the generosity of individual donors and some corporations um, for sponsoring the show because I believe it's important to understand this crime and more important, understand what you can do about it. It's not meant for entertainment. It is meant to educate you so that you're equipped with whatever area you're in. Maybe you're a licensed marriage family therapist that are talking to families. Maybe you're a, a cop or an investigator or a fireman. Or maybe you're a teacher. Uh, maybe you're a faith-based leader, a pastor or, or a youth group leader. And so the idea here is to be able to equip you. And it's important because, you know, to hear a one-hour lecture on this is helpful. But these crimes, as you're about to hear, are changing and changing fast and changing dramatically. 
and we must keep ourselves up to date to take this on. Most of you who know me know that I spend hours and hours and hours in research. Uh, I have been doing that for nearly 10 years now. It'll be 10 years in February. We'll have to have a birthday party for a million kids. It's hard to believe. I actually used to look like the person on the back of my book. I have to get a new photograph. I am working on a new book, by the way, when it's involving a huge amount of research. It is that work on that book that has brought me to this subject of scope and scale. Because when I first started this, and here in the U.S., I started long about 2010, 2011. I actually started in Cambodia late 2008. But when I first started, what we were seeing was a lot of individual pimps with, um, you know, kind of one or two, maybe three girls in what you call a stable, which is degrading in itself. Uh, Just that word. I hate that word. But, uh, you know, they were small time cases, girls who'd fall in love with a guy. Maybe she wanted to be a model and, and or she wanted to be a makeup artist and like that. But what we are seeing are large-scale rings. This has absolutely evolved, and it's evolved based on a lot of things. Um, I have been saying for a long time that it's gangs and social media. I think that when I say that, most people really aren't able to conjure up the image of the reality of this. Whenever I look at cases and I educate myself, and by the way, I'd encourage you to follow Million Kids on Facebook because many of these cases are posted right there on Facebook. You know, people follow us and I appreciate them doing that and they they will go, only four years, you know, hang the guy by the blah, 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 blah. You know? <laughs> I won't go there. We won't get in those weeds. Anyway, uh, but, you know, it's like there's this uh, indignation that they only got four years or they only got eight years or they only got 32 years and everybody down at the station, the police station are celebrating hallelujah, you got 32 years. Our guys are going, only 32 years, you know, you got to rot forever. Well, I get I get the emotion and the impact behind it. But what I want you to do is when I look at these cases, I study them for because I want to be able to train parents and, and, and uh, educators on how to help kids not become victims to understand how did that person become a victim and what can I do different to say never again. I look at it from a standpoint of law enforcement. What did it take to make the case? And that's really where I'm going to be today because we're going to get into the scope and scale. And I also look at it from the standpoint of the perpetrator. What's changing about the perpetrator? What do we know? What can we do? What can we take from the lessons of the perpetrator to be able to put these guys away and get them off the street. I honestly don't believe you're going to be able to change many of these guys. Now, maybe I'm just old and jaded. I've been doing this a long time. But when you look at some of the bastards that are in these cases, excuse my language, but there's no Christian word for these guys, I I say to myself, I'm not sure any of these guys are capable of being rehabilitated. Now, those of you that are in the work of rehabilitating gang members, you have my support. Trust me. And I hope you get there first because these guys are really bad. Well, that's enough of this. We're going to talk about how big this is. Because I want you to see how this is changing. I have a whole lot of cases I want to get through, so I don't want to be messing around here. 
my first case. I believe these links are also going to be on our Facebook page. And uh, these, our first case here is called, the headline is, uh, this happens to be by some organization called West Word, W-E-S-T-W-O-R-D. And by the way, I appreciate all the, the journalists that go out there and put this information together. My role is not to cannibalize your stuff, but rather to spread your fame and your message. This was written up here by Michael Roberts on Westwood, and the headline is How Hard Brock Franklin and Associates Were Slapped for Violent Check Sex Child Sex Ring. Let me say it again. How Hard Brock Franklin and Associates Were Slapped for Violent Check Sex Ring. This is this year in April. So what we have here is a guy by the name of Brock Franklin. So that may not sound right when I say it, but that's his name. He got uh, was charged, found guilty of 30 charges. Out of the 34, they went against. So just imagine you're a cop and you're having to prepare all the search warrants and all the evidence to get 30 charges against one individual. But in this particular case, this individual... Uh, he had six additional members. So you have 30 charges against one individual, but you are building a case against six gang members. So let me explain how all of this worked here. The, they're accused of taking part in a scheme to involve physical abuse, pistol whipping, forced sex, and use of drugs to maintain loyalty. So let's take off our our uh, predator hat and put on our victim hat. You have six gang members that you're controlled by, okay? And you're being pistol whipped in there and you're being drugged on this. So it goes through here. They're saying one of the females on here between April and July of 2015. So what that tells you, you may just read that, but what that tells me is that this is April of 2017. It took them two years to build this case. Let me stop a minute because I want you to appreciate what I just said. Do you know the amount of effort? Now, these guys are carrying a lot of caseloads. As you all know, I report to the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And we have seven full-time people and six on loan. And they have between 150 and 200 cases with multiple victims and multiple perpetrators. Building those cases take time. One of these uh, victims was recruited She talked her into running away from her parents' home and going to live with him, okay? And they were forced to perform sex acts in motels. Now, these were upscaled hotels. We're thinking this is going to be the seedy side of town. No, this is the Commons Hotel, the Doubletree Hotel, and the Red Lion. Now, the pimp collected all the money, and he used coercion to keep them by producing Uh, keep them producing by keeping them drugged on ecstasy known as Molly and also by physical abuse. Now, there were seven other victims, I believe, in this, according to my notes. Now, some of these were what we call a bottom girl. That is a girl who is being used to recruit other girls. Now, some of them were charged, but 
Thank you. Some of them were charged, and they actually got a reduced sentence, and some of them actually got probation for cooperating. Being a bottom girl is very difficult. You don't do that unless you start at the bottom and are now promoted, but that doesn't mean you're free to go or that you are not a victim. Many of these bottom girls are treated more brutally than the actual girl because they're used for examples they'll gang rape them publicly they gang sodomize them so the other girls are watched they will often burn cut and electrocute these girls and so there were seven perpetrators but some of them got off here uh, and got reduced sentences didn't actually get off but got reduced sentences and all the money that was earned was paid to them So it's an interesting case because of the fact that this is a ring, a ring of seven people and multiple victims. And so I want to give a hats off here to the law enforcement for making this happen. These are complicated cases. These people were being sold over a broad area. And so it took a lot of Uh, search warrants, a lot of evidence, a lot of listening in, uh, wiretapping, and like that, because there were five adult victims and three juvenile victims. That takes a lot of preparations to get this ready to go. And so I want to just kind of share with you to get in your mind, this is not a simple case to prepare for court. And I give these people hats off to them for making that happen. Well, we're up against a hard break. I'm going to keep going here. We're going to move right in next section, and we're going to keep looking at more cases. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. I appreciate you staying with us through the break. We have been talking about the case of a of a man by the name of Hard Brock Franklin. And what I'm really wanting to share with you is scope and scale, how these cases have changed since this first started really coming to light way back in 2010 is when I got involved in it. Well, the good news about Brock Franklin is he got 472 years in prison. And that is the longest case in history now, the longest charge in history. And I just congratulate the folks in Colorado for making that happen. It was not an easy task. But I also want you to understand, because a lot of times I go out and lecture, and it's very difficult to put these lectures together. Uh, I've been doing it for many years, and people go, oh, you know, you're blah, blah, blah. You know, it is difficult because it's a fine line. I want you to understand it, but I don't want to traumatize you or insult you or overwhelm you. In fact, usually people will say, well, I'm overwhelmed. It is because it is so far out of the scope of our day-to-day living that it is difficult for me to convey the truth and the reality of these and so that we can say never again without causing trauma. But I want you to think about what happened here. Okay, he got 472 years. So these cops, these law enforcement officers, um, and these are federal cases. Uh, The Colorado Attorney General uh, is involved in this, so that's a state case. And to get that kind of sentence is absolutely huge, especially on a state level. But one of the things I really want you to appreciate is I want you to put yourself in the position of these victims. These were minors. One of these minors was lured into running away from home because she fell in love with him. Okay. And when he got, she got there, he drugged her and he kept her drugged. And I want you to think about that because she's a minor. We often will see a drugged minor and go, what the heck? Why don't you get off that? Get into a program, straighten out your life. We have biases that lead us to believe that if you're on drugs, you made the decision. She she did not. She made one decision to leave home. And this is why I want people to understand the need to talk to our children about don't get involved in gangs. We somehow have this virtual barrier between us about, well, my kid won't get involved in a gang. Well, whoever's parents are for that kid never would have ever believed their child would leave the safety and security of their home to go with a guy because she had a vision of this guy, and then he begins to drug her. Let me read about this for a minute. He said he required her to perform oral sex 
on him in front of other gang members. So this girl has been sexed in, meaning that she's a member of that gang, that they hold her down and run a train on her. They've drugged her, and she's forced to do all kinds of degrading acts, including giving oral sex in front of other gang members on there. He uh, required her, he beat her, he punched her in the face, punched her and beat up her right eye and her ear. One of the adult victims said that he used a GPS on her cell phone. And this is not an uncommon tactic. This is why I do the kind of research I do to be able to help you understand how pimps control these girls. They will use GPS. You may have heard me talk about a case down in Long Beach where he kept a cell phone on her. You check the GPS all the time. She wasn't allowed to pee. Okay, I'm being a little blunt here, but she couldn't take a leak unless he allowed her. And one day he was back east and she was in L.A., New York, or excuse me, L.A., Long Beach, and she had to take a leak and he wouldn't allow her. And finally, she couldn't wait any longer. Keep in mind, these girls are being, you know, having sex 8, 10, 12, 14, 15, 20 times a night. They have abrasions, they have damage, they have irritation, and they get urinary tract infections. This girl needed to pee. He would not let her. She did it anyway, and he nearly beat her to death when she got home, when he got home. This girl here, on one occasion, she was choked, she was pistol whipped. And she was forced to have sex against her will. So I want you to understand what it's like to be part of a gang case. This is what I mean by scope and scale. There are multiple gang members. I can't remember seven of them. They control multiple victims. Some of them are teenagers. Some of them are adults. They beat them. They use them. They give them quotas. They take their money. They are owned by them. They get gang raped. They get beaten and they are controlled by firearms. So I really want you to get the picture that this is not Julia Roberts and Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. This is hardcore sex trafficking that our guys are having to take on. It's hard to make these cases. There are multiple members, multiple locations, and thousands of hours of wiretaps. Now, I'm running out of time, so I want to move on because I've got a lot to cover here. Uh, I want to talk about Fresno because those guys are on a roll up there. And I'm telling you, I'm proud as punch as law enforcement in Fresno. They are really taking this on. Now, Fresno was a cesspool of gangs, okay? And it's going to take a lot of law enforcement. This isn't just the local police. This is going to take what we call collaboration, meaning giving up control of part of your cases. That is really what has happened to happen in scale and scope. Because these cases are huge and they require lots and lots of financial resources. Uh, for what it's worth, when people here in Riverside County donate to to me and kids, we support our local task force before I get into Fresno. You know, we help them. We help 
you know, provide them with gift cards to get the girl off the street. We help them to get the girl whatever medical needs that she needs. We help them to get her to safe locations. We help with reverse stings. We will do what we can to make these cases happen. And so in our county, when you donate to me and kids, and you can do that, by by the way, I'll give you a little solicitation. I'm the worst fundraiser you ever saw. But if you go to www.meandkids.org, we appreciate your donation. It helps us educate people. It also helps us help people off the street. Okay, this is Fresno. I'm going to first talk about the Bulldog Gang because that's the latest case. And then I want to talk about the Dog Pound Gang. The Bulldog Gang had 32 members. I had 32 arrests. So imagine that you're a cop and somebody's telling you, I mean, that you have to prepare evidence that you have to prepare search warrants, that you have to get wiretap, that you have to, you know, just think in one of our cases down here in Riverside, we prepared a search warrant to Facebook to, because you have to get search warrants to social media. You can't just go in and take that stuff, okay? And those search warrants, we got 50,000 pages of evidence on one search warrant. Now, our guys have 150 cases. Can you imagine processing that amount of paper? You want to know why they only got four years or seven years or eight years? It takes a huge amount of resources. One of the things that you can do in your area is approach your city council, approach your board of superintendents, approach your law enforcement and find out how they're funded and start to petition that they start to get serious funding for technology and technology support for your law enforcement. These cases are being solved through technology. Okay, the Bulldog Gang. In this case, they have 32 arrests. It involved human trafficking and the sales of firearms and narcotics. Their operation was called Alpha Dog because they're going after the bulldogs. And they used extensive wiretaps. So think of the multiple hours. You're thinking, you know, all these guys are out hiding in the bushes. No, they spent hours doing just hardcore research in wiretaps and social media research and and, uh, search warrants. Uh, they're the scum of the earth for trafficking in women and girls in their early teens. The operation included the FBI, the DEA, the ATF, that's firearms, Homeland Security, and other agencies. So this is truly collaboration to put this together. Drugs were distributed and the females were coerced into areas as far as New York, Iowa and Texas. Now, stop with me a minute, and I want you to get this picture. We're talking about Fresno, California, little old Fresno, California. But the but the impact on human trafficking of this gang went all the way to New York, Iowa, and Texas. Now, think of the challenge of you as the cop in Fresno trying to make a case for 13 uh, 13 defendants on this. They required over 630,000 communication intercepts. Let me say that again. You sit there and you read this and you go, how come he only got eight years? He only got 16 years. Some cops were sitting there, law enforcement, intelligence officers, sitting there doing 630,000 intercepts of communication. There were 13 federal and state search warrants. There were 32 arrests, several gang members. Now, one of the things I want you to look at, one of the things I really want you to consider 
is we're not talking about 14, 15, 16-year-old gangbangers. These are professional guys, and many of them are 26, 32, 36. We're talking about organized crime. They had 13 pounds of meth, multiple firearms, and a fully automatic machine gun when they were arrested. Think about that. You're 16 years old. You are being controlled by a fully automatic machine gun. And you are being forced to service people publicly with all the other gang members watching. And there are multiple gun, ghost guns. There's a murder charge involved in this. There are all kinds of firearms involved in this. There are all kinds of assault weapons without numbers. And they include automobiles, a Porsche, and a Mercedes. This is a gang operated out of Fresno going clear across the United States. All kinds of victims, 32 perpetrators, 630,000 pieces of communication, and all of that to arrest some, some bad guys who are horribly, horribly brutalizing teenagers, teenagers and adults. Parents, educators, Stop and listen to this. We must take on our teenage girls, show them these cases, and let them understand what it's like to be a victim of gang sex trafficking. We are up against a hard break, folks. Thanks for listening to the hard stuff with me. Thanks for supporting me financially. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. I appreciate you following us today. We are deep in the weeds and scope and scale and talking about how large this is. If you want to write to me, you can at opal at me and kids, uh, dot org. And, um, and I'd appreciate it if you give me your input. I always enjoy hearing from you and finding out who you are, where you're listening from, and what this show means to you. Or if you have other ideas for other shows, that information that you want me to research for you, you can do that simply by calling or emailing me at opalitmeandkids.org. Uh, this headline, I didn't give that to you, but we were talking about the bulldog gang leaders down in Fresno. The headline, and this is from the Fresno B. The headline on this is Bulldog Gang Leaders Arrested in Probe of Sex Trafficking Gun and Drug Sales. Now, this is written by Jim Guy, and I appreciate him uh, in the work that he has done. What I really want to share with you here is that just how big this is, because I'm about, this is, this is a case that is as of September 2017, so it's not very old. And it's a very large case. And, you know, 32 arrests all across the United States, FBI, DEA, ATF, Homeland Security. This is absolutely huge case. And what is interesting to me as I see this is that um, he's saying the indictment will show the guns were sold outside of Fresno area restaurants and the Fashion Fair Mall. Pistols had their serial number obliterated, and agents also recovered a ghost gun and assault weapon created without numbers. Automobiles were, were seized were a Porsche and a Mercedes. So you get the picture here. This is a very wealthy gang. So, you know, think of yourself as being a young girl controlled by that. Well, the reason I have gone back and just reviewed this a minute is this is Fresno, and it's 2017. Now, what happened is, is that you've often heard me talk about this case because I find it fascinating. But just the year before, Fresno had a also a very big case, only it's with the Dog Pound Gang. Now, this is the Dog Pound Gang you've heard me talk about because it was one of the first ones and I say, always look for trends. You know, how's this going and what can I do to change it? So this is April 2016 and right there in Fresno again. And uh, this is 18 members of the Dog Pound Gang. So Fresno's all over this. I'm I'm giving them a lot of credit here. Um, It's in Southwest Fresno. And um, what happened here is this... This prostitution was taking place in an upscale suite at the San Joaquin Hotel near Fig Garden Village. Now, this is upscale. And as you saw, the previous hotels were upscale. And um, it's this had been going on for a long time before they finally took it on. These people preyed on foster kids and runaway kids. And we must stop and take note of that because, you know, it's hard enough to be a foster kid and a runaway kid, but you get sucked into one of these guys and all of a sudden your life becomes living hell. Somehow, 
because we all live normal lives, most of us, we're not able to visualize what this is really like. They lured these kids in with promises of freedom and riches, but it ended in beating and threats of death. These people were generating $30,000 a week in Fresno. Okay, now they were also making money, and this is where really where I want to talk to first responders. Oftentimes, these gangs, they're part of large-scale operations involving multiple things. And I, and I say that to you because if you're a law enforcement officer that's part of, let's say, not besides gangs, maybe you're doing cyber crime or maybe you're doing, um, you know, retail crime, watch out for shoplifting crimes and look beyond the, the initial act. Many of these kids are committing fraudulent acts such as stealing credit cards or committing um, uh, shoplifting. I couldn't come up with a word. <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> anyway, you know, it is. Watch out for all of this. What is happening here? Gangs members manufactured fraudulent credit cards and used them to rip off businesses in Fresno to the tune of one5 Four five million dollars. Now there's a 258 page affidavit in this federal court. So uh, think about what I have just said here from a standpoint of scope and scale. Somebody had to prepare a 258 page affidavit. That is no small task because that isn't just writing up a summary of what's going on. You have to have fiduciary evidence. Behind all of that, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of evidence and evidence gathering, wiretapping, search warrants, um, you know, social media exploitation, listening to phone calls, uh, undercover out in, in the public to build a 258-page affidavit. And it involved more than one agency because if usually sex crimes is not in fraudulent credit card crimes. And so teams are having to work together to build these cases on here. A criminal complaint accuses many of them with conspiracy to commit murder in aid of racketeering, sex trafficking of a minor by force fraud and coercion, fraud and conspiracy, transporting girls and women interstate for prostitution, using motels and hotels interstate to promote prostitution, and felony possession of a firearm. What have I just said here in understanding how this happened? Well, the evidence, it goes on later to say, the evidence includes the transcripts of wiretaps that intercepted more than 5,000 telephone calls and text messages between gang members, informants, prostitutes, and friends. So the next time we read one of these on our Facebook page and we go, gee, only got seven years, you say to yourself, my heck. Can you imagine getting up every day? You're meeting with undercover informants. You're you're going through 5,000 pages of telephone calls, intercepting them, text messages. You're you're watching, you know, interviewing motels. Um, they said that when they went out there, they intercepted and and uh, confiscated fifty thousand dollars in cash, seventeen vehicles, including a Bentley, a Range Rover, a party boat, bus, and a boat. And a gun. Now, these guys know not to keep the guns at their home. They understand that. This was a sophisticated operation even almost two years ago. 
because the members would spy on a crime scene to see which witnesses were talking to officers. And when detectives picked up the trail of a gang member in cars, the driver would drop his passenger off at a store and drive away. So we're talking serious law enforcement effort to get a gang of this size. The affidavit alleges that the top boss, which is York and Stanfield, were call- I want you to hear this, folks, were calling the shots from Kern Valley State prison near Delano. Excuse me. These guys were in prison running a teenage victim sex trafficking ring, controlling the victims, luring foster kids and runaway kids away from home, controlling them by drugs, beating them up, controlling them by gang raping, by violence, And in order to make this case, it took 5,000 hours, 5,000 hours of wiretapping. Thank you for everyone who worked on this case to be able to go out there. And it took 258 pages of an affidavit to free these kids and these adults who were being pistol whipped, who were being gang raped, who were being controlled, who are generating money in a way that you can't even imagine. The Dog Pound Gang started in 1990. In this case, it happened to be an African-American male gang. Now, I'm not going to hone in on any ethnicity. There's all kinds of Caucasian gangs out there. There's law, uh, uh, Asian gangs of all kind. But literally what was going on here is that they were running a gang prostitution enterprise based on victims. These kids are victims, okay? They are young girls from broken homes and foster homes and group homes. They're promised love, money, a family atmosphere, a carefree lifestyle. And when they get in there, they are terrorized. They are, they are beaten. They are raped. And they are punished in ways we can't even imagine. These guys got in a gang rival. And one of the things that is happening here is that they literally are fighting over sex trafficking territory in here. And, you know, one of the things I really want you to understand when we talk about scope and scale is that this is not your average 15-year-old gangbanger that is doing this. This is literally organized crime. These are very sophisticated operation. And a one or a reason I'm hammering this home is that a lot of times when I go out there and I say this stuff, people say I'm overwhelmed. Is this really true? Well, I the reason I'm doing scope and scale is I want you to see how serious this is. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and our innocent kids, our vulnerable kids. You know, we've often talked. The thing that they look for is availability and vulnerability. Who is more available and more vulnerable than a kid in the foster care system, in the group home system, in the independent living system, in a broken home, and they get sucked in believing it's going to be absolutely wonderful and their lives uh, become hell we don't even want to look at. But we better look at it because we need to start educating these kids. We need programs. It's better to talk tough to them early up 
than to have them live through this kind of living hell. I hope that you can appreciate, you know, my intensity on this. I I do this because I do this to help myself understand how important it is. This is very serious business. We must start coming up with funding. This is happening in our own community. It is happening to kids that we know. And we can, we don't want to look at it because it's just gross. It is painful. But we must have some of us who are strong enough to be the leaders to stop and say, you bet this is happening. I am going to get involved. I'm going to support me and kids. I'm going to educate myself. And I am going to do something to stop it. We don't all have to be on the front lines. We can be supporters But we need to educate ourselves, and we need to educate those kids, their teachers, their parents, and those group homes. Stay with us, folks. We're coming up against a break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, We are looking at the scope and scale, how big this has gotten, how intense it's gotten, how bad it is for the victims, how much effort it takes by law enforcement to make these cases. I am starting to look at this and say, you know, this is growing by leaps and bounds. We must get ahead of the curve, not behind it. Now, having said that, the very fact that law enforcement has gone out there and got these cases so we can review them 
tells us that we aren't just taking this laying down. There is some fine, fine law enforcement work going on out there. And I'm going to tell you that if you have a task force, if you have a vice squad, support them, tell them, contact them, let them know how much you appreciate them and their work. These are This is hard, hard work to get up all hours of the day and night and listen in on phones and, and do thousands of hours of paperwork. And, you know, there's lots of jokes about donuts and cops. But I'm going to tell you, these guys are putting a lot of hours and very intense, you know, outsmarting the bad guy. Now, I wanted to get in a couple more quick cases because we're coming down to our last segment. And I want to make this clear. We have a new case that was October of 2017. The headline was Tacoma Area Task Forces Disrupt Gang Members Trafficking Minors for Sexual Exploitation. Now, I was up in Stanwood, Washington, just about three weeks ago, making a presentation to my friends up there at the and uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, some friends of mine up there. Well, maybe I shouldn't use their name on this this show, but you know who you are, and I very much appreciate you. You've been an, an incredible part of my life, all my life, and one of the people that really motivated me to grow up and be something decent because I was certainly making some questionable choices. Anyway, enough of that. I want to talk about this Tacoma area case. This is another gang case, okay? This is the Tillicum Park Gangster Street Gang in Lakewood, Washington. Another gang that was operating a sex trafficking ring from jail. I don't, yeah, operated from jail. And he was coordinating the, uh, the activity. His name was uh, Matthew Jeffrey Holt. They had a lot of different gang names. He went by Boo. He's 25. He's already in jail. And he is the leader of the Tillicum Park Gangsters. Now, you say to yourself, this is operating from a jail. Why aren't we doing something? Hello, we are. How do you think they got this case? They're listening in on this guy because they know he's a bad guy. They get what they need and they start building their case. They were 19 to 34-year-olds. Again, what I want you to see is this is not a 13, 14, 15-year-old gangbanger. These are organized criminals, okay? They had gang names, B1, Boo, Baby Boo, Slim, G, Q, Y, G, And they're charged with human trafficking, assault, rape, and promoting commercial exploitation of a minor. Now, this is not a a national gang. This is a statewide gang. And I was really blown away when we were up in Washington. They have some serious gangs up there. And these people are taking them on. They have some serious drug cartels up there, too. They're covering Olympia, Lacey, Lakewood, Tacoma, and Bellingham. Now, there are 15 victims in this group. So what we have are um, multiple gang members. I forgot how many. Seven. Seven gang members controlling 15 victims. One of them was only 13 years old. Thirteen. Thirteen. She's just starting through puberty. They were beaten, broken, and they're sold up to $200 a night. They had a $2,000 a night quota. Fifteen members, 2000 bucks a night. You do the math. This is not small-time things, Okay. They're forced to engage in prostitution. The girls were sold over and over. 
This is Conspiracy to Commit Human Trafficking in the First Degree. It's the Tillican Park Gangsters. Each of their bails was set at $1 million. Thank you, Judge. You know, there's a lot of players here. We must keep them in prison. The FBI's involved in this. They're extremely violent in the way that they're treating these girls. He, he heard, I don't know if I can say this on the air, he heard one of them saying, I don't treat women and girls, only didn't call them women and girls, like nothing but blank on the bottom of my shoe. I mean, this is absolutely violent going on here. Can you imagine being a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, being raped, being sold, having a quota, being beaten, because you didn't make your quota, and all of this started because you fell in love with a gang guy? Really? We need to take a look at this. There's another one that just came out this last week. Headline on this is Monroe County man sentenced 17 and a half years in prison on drug sex trafficking. This is Manuel Gamas Jr. of the Morning Call. Now, this one's back east, I believe, but these gang members were sexed in. Okay, Uh, Jose Velasquez, Velasquez, uh, he went by the name Sev. He was a member of the Black Pea Stones. Uh, They they were selling heroin in there. Now, this is in New York going all the way up to Maine. This one's just this week. There are seven members. They would go out and they'd get these young girls. They'd get them hooked on drugs, on heroin. The gang members were sexed in. The females were sexed in, meaning that they were forced to have sex in front it, with all the male gang members. They were recruited and coerced, and then they were sold on Backpage and left at motels to work as prostitutes, prosecutors, and uh, they intimidated them, used force and gr- drugs to keep them working. That's this week alone, seven gang members, okay? So you're starting to get the idea this is not a small thing. I want to really just drive this home in the last three minutes of the show. You know, I'm never really quite sure how to get this message across. This is hard stuff. This is not for the weak and weary. You know, I get these cute young kids who come up here, I want to fight sex trafficking and I want them to. But what we have to do, folks, is we need adults to come to the table We have to support our law enforcement. We have to raise money for technology for our law enforcement. I really appreciate all the people who support me and kids and finance us and finance this show. You know, this isn't cheap and it isn't easy. But I tell you, we need some tough leaders. We need men, real men. I believe that men who are willing to be strong moral leaders and take this on are the key to that. And the women and the women that are really willing to roll up their sleeves. And so I know this is tough business, but we got to do it. It starts with simple things like talking to foster kids, talking to school kids, talking, taking in homeless kids and helping them, getting the word out of what it's like to be part of a gang if you're a victim of sex trafficking. We need to also educate our our teachers and licensed marriage family therapists. We must educate our parents. That is why I wrote the book, Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers, and that's why I'm writing my next book. 
Folks, I want to thank you so much for supporting me and kids. You can follow us at Me and Kids on Facebook. You can go to meandkids.org and learn all about us. You can donate by simply going to meandkids.org, making a one-time donation. Some of you are kind enough to make a monthly donation. Um, You know, I am paid through the Riverside County Sheriff Department, so when people donate, it goes to the work. It helps victims on the street. It helps law enforcement do what they have to do to make this happen. And it helps us educate people all across the world to do this. I thank you so much for supporting us, for following us, for writing to me at opal at meandkids.org and telling me who you are, for giving us your feedback, for posting on these cases on Facebook. This is very, very real. I hate melodrama. I'll tell you that right up front. I don't. I don't have any use for blowing up statistics and making this worse than it is. We don't have to do that. We really don't have to do that. This is bad enough. But we have you out there, and we're a team. And I thank each and every one of you for following me and kids and supporting us and taking this on and getting involved and inviting us out to to uh, speak and, and, um, and let us share this message for holding symposiums and letting it, others know about how this happens, for inviting us to your churches, to your, to your government agency, to your corporation, and being able to support us. This is tough, tough business, and we cannot do this without you. This is Opal Singleton. I thank you for your support. We'll hopefully see you next week. Be sure and share this show with everyone you know. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.